All right, what's up, guys? We are live. Audio looks good. I just had a complete meltdown of the new computer I got here, so I had to reboot, which is why it took a few minutes uh, to get back in. But seems like it's working. If the stream dies for whatever reason, that's probably why. Um, talking about breaking free from paintings. Is a mandatory part of every man's life, every person's life, every woman's life. Suffering should be optional. So this is what we're going to kick off with today. Then I shall drop the join link about halfway through, and you guys can uh, call on in and ask some questions if you like. Let's make that filter a little better there. What's up? Chat looks like it's working. What's up, Jerry? So, look pain, eh? You know, I was thinking about this earlier today because I get a lot of guys that are all like a lot of pain with this and that in their life and it's, you know, life is a little harder if you're a dude, let's be honest. It's uh, not as easy as um, flashing some skin and some curves and everybody's your friend, everybody nods your head and throws you some money. Um, you know, I sometimes watch some of this stuff that is fed to me and i'm always amazed what the youtube youtube algorithms will send it's like the difference between the sexes and what men and women sort of deal with and i mean there's one common thing is is uh pain frustration obstacles whatever it is you want to call it difficulties um are always going to come your way and it's not just humans that deal with it all animals deal with it Every single animal is deal, you know, deal with it. It's, it's very, very common. It's how you deal with it. And humans generally deal with it pretty poorly. So in this video, I'm going to be talking about some ways to deal with it a little bit better. Um, before we kick off into that, I just wanted to make a recommendation. Um, only for the section where Chris Rock covers Will Smith slap in the Jada Pinkett thing, because I think it's hilarious. You're starting to see it show up on social media everywhere because i think it was just released on netflix this past weekend but go watch that stand up and just go to that part where where he's talking about the will smith thing it's it's a very good laugh i don't know that chris rock's comedy got any better except for that one area one of his best ones was it rock or tucker i think it was rock that did never scared great one anyway small recommendation um so let's do the um Let's um, start off with uh, life form suffering because I got a bunch of notes over here. Here, I um, I want to share this with you. Um, here we go. And present on screen. And share. I don't think you need audio for this because you can, I mean, you can see enough of it. How do I make this fill up the screen a little bit more? Maybe like this. Does that work? That'll work a little bit better, I think. Okay. So, Lauren Green's New World Wilderness. Do you guys ever watch that shit when you were a kid? <laughs> this is what this reminds me of. Like, this is life. You know, like, every form of life suffers. Mama and little baby deer thing are just going for a stroll in the woods, and they get ambushed by a lioness. Of course, it's a lion, you know, like a, some kind of safari in Africa. Boom. I'm not going to play the audio. I don't need to feed you the audio, but, you know, little Bambi here is, is making some noises that you probably don't want. This is life, you know? Life includes pain. 
it's it's just it's just a grim reality of you know <laughs> the universe man whatever it is you want to call it shit comes and goes dinosaurs dealt with some serious pain when the fucking asteroid hit the earth right wipe them all out clean every form of life suffers you're not unique you're not special you're not you know some kind of like leprechaun rainbows and butterflies special breed of whatever you're like anything else on this earth you're alive you breathe the air at some point we all you know we all wrap up every human is going to suffer every human experiences obstacles you know one of the things that um I don't know if it's my granddad or my dad that told me this first. It might have come vis-a-vis -vis my granddad, you know, Dan and my dad. But he always said something along the lines of, there's always somebody out there that would be happy to train, trade places with you. So it doesn't matter what you're moping about, what you think you're, you know, you've got pain in, whatever it is it might be, you know, making your day, your week, your month, your year, shit, or whatever it is you want to call it. I guarantee there's not just one. There's probably not a dozen. There's probably not a hundred. There's probably not... A thousand, but probably tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people that would trade their shitty life, their their worse off circumstances for whatever it is that you're complaining about right now. So perspective is an important thing to consider here. Again, every human experiences obstacles and suffering. Um, one of the grand mistakes that I hear a lot of people make is they seem to think that you know, life is against yours, trying to sabotage your happiness. Um, there was a three-letter acronym that was used a lot. I don't see it too much anymore, but it was used a lot maybe 10, 15 years ago, FML, which stood for F my life, right? Something bad would happen, pain would come your way, suffering, something didn't go well, FML, you know? That was like an abbreviated text form that got sent around all the time. And it's like, you know, the... The crowd that's like, oh, God is against me. Fuck my life. You know, li life really isn't trying to sabotage anything for you. Realistically, more often than not, a lot of the, a lot of the, how can I put this without hurting too many snowflakes? It's probably your fault. I'm just going to say it. I, I mean, you, the vast majority of, of problems that you're dealing with your life, it's probably your fault. Okay. There's, there's rare circumstances where it's not your fault, you know, where you end up dealing with some shit and it's like, okay, that one wasn't my, like uh, I have 30 burns like on my chest here. This happened when I was a toddler. I was like a year and a half, pulled a kettle of hot water on myself. You know, I don't have any memory of it. You know, thankfully that wasn't my fault. You know, I'll admit that, but, but pretty much everything beyond that point, you know, when you have consciousness, when you have memory, when you have some de decision-making capacity, if you're a 10 year old and you're ripping, um, so my first skateboard, so, you know, this is a great story because my parents have a picture of me on their wall with these three scars down my uh, face, forehead and, and like slashes down my nose. Um, cause when I got my first skateboard, um, I don't know, I think it was grade five or something like that, but they have like literally the school picture. Cause I did it three days before the school picture happened. So <laughs> the class picture and like the headshot, there I am with the big scars on my face. And um, I was on my knee and I was pushing up the driveway and I hit a rock and I went flying over the skateboard and smashed my face into the uh, ground. That was my fault. It's not, it's not my parents' fault for not sweeping the driveway clear of stones. That was, that was a lesson that I needed to learn. Pretty much everything we do in our life, you know, when we deal with chaos, when we deal with pain, when we deal with something that doesn't go our way, it's our fault. 
And, you know, you can either learn from it or you can lose. You know, you can just sit there and complain about it. Um, just trying to cross off some of these talking points that I made here for today. <clears throat> yeah, so your mind is one of your biggest obstacles, too. You know, to be honest with you, because I don't, I don't know how many movies I've seen this used in, but it's, but it's an old story about the wolf of light and the wolf of darkness, right? And you know, the question goes, um, you know, which one wins in combat? You know, essentially, you know, the wolf of light or the wolf of darkness. And the answer to the question is always whichever one you feed, right? So a lot of the times chaos, problem, pain, you know, something that comes your way, it's usually a result of, you know, like which side are you leaning on? Like are you leaning on greatness? Are you leaning on achievement? Are you leaning on ownership? Are you leaning on winning? Are you leaning on being a victim, being a little bitch about it, uh, crying, pointing and sputtering at other people and blaming them, you know, for things? Um, your mind's usually your biggest obstacle. You're, you you know, to be honest with you, pretty much everything that you get in your life, all, all your accomplishments, all your failures, everything pretty much relies on you. You know, there's a lot of people out there today that are blaming the government, their boss, their spouse, their whatever. You know, if it's your boss, well, you chose to work there. You're the one that applied for the job. If it's your spouse, well, you, you're the one that chose them. You know, men are the gatekeepers of relationships. You're the guy. It's mostly dudes watching my channel. You're the guy. You made the decision to invite her into your life, right? Government. Well, you can always pick up and move and, and leave, you know, if you don't like the situation that you're in, right? <clears throat> so use your mind for more, more productive things, you know, find, find solutions. I'm going to talk a little bit more about, you know, choosing a lot of the stuff that comes your way when it comes to painting suffering. Another point that I wanted to make is making mountains out of molehills, right? A lot of, um, a lot of dudes will make big deals out of small things. And I don't think, I think there's a little bit of a difference with the sexes, you know, sometimes guys do it more than women, but I think overall, uh, you know, the weaker, softer folks out there, because there's weaker, you know, there's weak and soft men too, if we're being honest, you know, I'm a victim, uh, you know, complaining like zero stuff, right? Like zero sum game stuff, making mountains out of molehills when things don't really need to matter that much. It happens. It happens. You know, a lot of people do it and it's unnecessary. Make it a big deal out of nothing. Make a big deal out of something. Make make a big deal out of something that is going to complicate your life. If somebody puts your, you know, puts your life, puts your momentum, puts your business in danger. Okay. Make a mountain out of that, you know, if you need to, right? Um, learn how to walk away identify problem areas, identify problem people. You get better at it as you get older. You know, you're going to, sure, you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to invite some dipshits in your life, maybe in your 20s, probably into your 30s, maybe even into your 40s. You're probably going to deal with some low-value women that are going to complicate your life unnecessarily, definitely in your 20s, maybe in your 30s, probably even some of you into your 40s. I mean, the whole reason why I wrote my book, The Unplugged Alpha, and I put the chapter in there with the 20 red flags to help you guys avoid that stuff so you're not going to invite pain into your life which some people like to amplify into suffering again pain is going to be mandatory suffering is an option you don't have to suffer if you don't want to um Eckhart Tolle has a book i think it's called the power of now 
I listened to it a long time ago. I think one of the things that stood out is that um, suffering is one of those things where it's like you're, you're refusing to accept a moment in your life. You should be accepting moments in your life as if you created all of them. That's what extreme ownership's about, right? The results I got in my financial life, in my living situation, in my relationship, in my health, in the car I drive, accept each moment as if you created it. I mean, I've told this story before, but you know, you can go to the grocery store, which we all do, right? Put your push it around, fill it up, go to the checkout. Play this little game when you're at the checkout and take a look at what's in your buggy. Know what you look like. Take a look at what's in the buggy of the guy that's absurdly obese and what they're buying. Take a look at the buggy of the, the guy or gal that's obscenely fit and what they're buying. Right? Accept moments as if you've chosen them because everything that everything that comes your way you know, still dealing with the subject of health. If you've got shitty health, you have shitty health because you made shitty choices. It's true. Could the government help and remove uh, certain chemicals, um, seed oils, excessive sugars from food? Sure. But you still have the choice not to buy that shit. You, you have the choice to pick up something in a grocery store and look at the label and go, I can't pronounce any of this shit. Fuck it. And then just walk away. You have the choice to do that. You have a choice to pick up broccoli and be like, there's nothing on the label because it's just broccoli. Put that your buggy and buy that shit, right? Accept each moment as if you created and chosen it. Um, I want to talk about suffering for a sec. I'm almost done here. We'll be able to get some call-ins in a second. Suffering is a resistance to the pain. What you resist persists, right? So... I know that some people out there have a predisposition to a condition called one-itis, which is an unhealthy attachment to um, a woman, usually. Usually a woman that's no good for you. Usually a woman that um, you're stuck with because you didn't have better choices. Usually a woman that you invite into your life because you didn't have better options, you know, which is, you know, fault of your own at the end of the day. But a lot of guys will resist the pain, you know, of what they created in their life. Oh, she betrayed me. She cheated on me. Look, we've all been there. I've been there. You've been there. A lot of, a lot of you dudes watching right now, even some of the gals watching. Look, when you resist the pain, the suffering continues, right? What you resist is always going to persist. Lean into it. Made some stupid choices. Why did I invite this crazy bitch into my life? Oh, she had those red flags and that one too. And this one too. You can, here, I'm going to put the ticker up on the bottom. Get on my email list so you can get the red flag chapter if you don't want to buy the book. It's right here. You can get it for free. All right. She had this red flag. She had that red flag. Oh, okay. Oh, and then I did that when I shouldn't have done that. Oh, and I was simping for her. Oh, and then I did this stupid shit, you know, with her kids or for her kids or whatever. And that amplified the situation. And you kind of sit back and you go, okay, I don't really want to suffer with this anymore. I'm not going to resist this pain. It is what it is. I did it. You kind of move on for it. And that's how you move on from one-itis, by taking ownership and evaluating the situation. Guys are incredibly good at rationalizing things. So use that skill. <clears throat> Another thing to do is eliminate the importance of anything that causes 
pain in your life or things that you perceive to be painful, right? You have air in your lungs, good. You got food in your belly, good. You got clean, fresh drinking water, yep. Got a roof over your head, yep. Your life's probably better than like, I'd say 85% of the world. A lot of a lot of the world lives in extreme poverty. They don't have they don't have a proper roof over the head. They don't have clean drinking water. They get they drink shitty water and end up with all kinds of gut diseases and stuff like that. Eliminate the importance of the pain. Doesn't matter. Does this really matter? Does this really matter? Ask yourself that question. Does this person really matter? Do I need to suffer because of what happened here in this? transaction dynamic relationship my boss fired me my business partner took advantage of me that bitch cheated on me with kevin from sales the you know whatever it happens to be right eliminate the importance of it fuck my boss i'm gonna go do it on my own i'm gonna start up my own company i'm gonna prove them wrong that's that's one of the reasons why i started up my debt business right i was just looking at the industry and i'm like fuck those guys I'm going to do it better. I have a better way to make money. I have a better way to solve this problem. I have a better way to help people, right? Like, use the pain. Don't let it use you. Don't let it own you. Don't let it take over your life. Don't let it consume your bandwidth. Don't let it, you know, become your identity. That's what a lot of people do. It's like, oh, like, I want to see if I can find it real quick on my Twitter feed. <laughs> I can find it. I'm just going to put it up on the screen. I'm not going to say it because... This is how the YouTubes are, but let me see if I can find this real quick. Hard to swallow pills. Oh, man. There's so much of this out there. Where's the hard to swallow pills that I came across the other day? Come on, scroll, scroll, scroll. There they are. Share on the screen. Oh, my life is miserable. Nobody likes me. Da, 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 da. Everything's difficult. I should have been born this way or that way. It's going to put it up on the screen. Okay. I'm going to take it off the screen. It's kind of the world we live in today. It's like, you know, eliminate the importance of it. Stop fucking around with your life doing stupid things over things that are insignificant and not important. That's really what a lot of us do. I've done it. I have the t-shirt. Been there, done it. Have the graduated degree. Trust me, you don't, it, it doesn't need to become, it doesn't need to be your identity. You don't need to keep making the same stupid mistakes over and over again. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again, expecting a different result. Stop it. Suffering comes from wanting things to be different. You understand? We want things to be different. We want things to go our way. And if they don't, we have to suffer. No, you don't. You really don't. Find a solution. Find a solution. Or find contentment. Find happiness in it. Eliminate the importance of it. Does it really matter? Is it really worth lo losing sleep over? Right? Suffering comes from wanting things to be different. Let it sink in. Marinate on that for a minute. Surrender to what it is and stop craving for things to be totally different from what they actually are. Another thing people like to do a lot is attaching suffering to pain. It's like painful. Boom. Oh, now I have to suffer. I get it. We do it naturally, even as children. 
stub your toe, you, your sibling punches you in the eye. Oh, Billy punched me in the eye. Right? It all starts somewhere. It all starts somewhere for someone. And then you want to attach suffering to that pain. But the reality of it, like, like parents even know, like when kids have a little spaz and they have a meltdown over hurting their finger or touching something hot and they, and they drag it on for like a long period of time, longer than what it needs to be. Like they know the pain's gone. Like it's enough. Okay. We can stop the charades. We're not trying to win an Oscar here. Nobody gives a shit. You're not going to win an Oscar for attaching your suffering to some painful moment in your life, to some chaos. Stop attaching suffering to pain. You can detach them, eliminate the significance of it. It probably doesn't matter. I guarantee there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people in the world out there with that, that probably change, exchange their shitty scenario. They're worse off, even shittier scenario, whatever you think is, is, is the end of your day, week, month, year, or whatever, you know, it happens to be, you know, we like to create stories in our minds about suffering in certain ways that, you know, let, you know, it's like the oppression, the oppression Olympics, you know, these, these guys are like, well, we're the most marginalized group. No, we're the most marginalized group. No, you have it this way and you've all got all these advantages. No, well, you, because of this and your grandfathers did that to our people. And it just goes on and on and on. Right. It's like, dude, get over it, man. Get over it. Get over it. Take ownership for your life and do better and be better. That's part of the problem with the world today. I'm, I'm telling you right now, drinking uh, bone broth. Trying to drink more bone broth in the evening anyway. In case you're wondering, I know everybody always always asks in the comments, what you drinking, man? Don't do it. Pain is mandatory. Suffering is optional. Realize that. Go back and watch this over and over again until it sinks in. Um, let me grab the invite link and post it for you guys to hop in. And let's do some Q&A and chop up some shit. You guys bring whatever questions you want. Just open everybody, young, old, man, woman, child. Well, I mean, over, let's say over 18. It's kind of an over 18 show, right? Call in and ask a question. So I'm only posting this link to uh, the YouTube chat. It's pinned at the top. Um, and if you're watching this elsewhere on the interwebs, uh, I'll post the StreamYard link to, or sorry, I'll post the YouTube link in StreamYard. So over to YT, which stands for YouTube, and boom. And then you'll get the link over there if you want to ask anything. When you get over, make sure you subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell and the like button for the video. And if you guys are coming in, there's a few people that already popped in. Uh, let me know what it is you want to talk about in the uh, private chat, and I'll get you in a second. Uh, let me just run the ad reel, and we'll get started in a second, guys. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China and plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, 
and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right. Um, let's grab Devin over here and see what he's got for us tonight. All right, my man, what's up? Nothing much. Big fan. Um, just wanted to say I appreciate what you do. I I got uh, got my debt settled because of your book. And, cool. Um, you did it all by yourself? Yeah, I actually called the number you guys have on your website. I'm not sure who I spoke to, but they were nice enough to help me, even though I'm in Los Angeles. And nice. uh, I think I got like a 40%. 40% um, paid off. So good stuff, man. Well done. Yeah. But today's to today's topic. Um, I found, I think you talked about this on Michael Strahan's podcast, but he was sort of asking about direction and purpose. And you said, you know, eliminating red flags and avoiding the pitfalls is often a good place to start. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely noticed that like eliminating alcohol, all of a sudden I start making better decisions. And so recently, you know, I got out of a relationship with a Becky, as you would call it, a oh, boss okay. girl mm -hmm. and uh, a little older than me, earned more than me and just two years of a mess. And, uh, you know, a month out, I'm doing better in a lot of ways. I'm just sort of curious when, when you kind of attached your meaning to the girls, a relationship, um, and you're looking for, you know, a sense of purpose outside of that. So you don't backtrack into it, you know, fall off the wagon, if you will. Um, how do you, how do you think of that? You know, is it, I'll show you, is it, is there something, you know, from Let me ask you a question. Why did you pick <laughs> Becky? Why did you, what, why did you get into a LTR with a boss girl? Uh, I was in the middle of the pandemic and, um, I was living in an RV I make a, I make YouTube content, shoot video as well. And so I was living a pretty adventurous life, but everything kind of came to a halt. And she was very inviting. I mean, at the time, I think one of the first things I told her was, I'm not the guy you're going to marry. You know, I think I told her, like, you look a little expensive. And she, she sort of laughed at all that. <laughs> but she ended up inviting me into this nice house. She's, a, she's like a flight attendant, private chef cooked me all the meals, made a closet for me. And uh, it was going great until we moved to LA and she, you know, started getting the DMs, invited to the yachts, plane mm. tickets. And uh, I just got caught in that love bomb and then pull away. And I got, I spent about a year simping, trying to get it back. Um, yeah. So short answer, it was like a geisha, you know? <laughs> all the right yeah. things and then overnight ghosted complete reversal 
How old are you, Devin? I'm 34. Yeah. You're probably in better shape, make more money than you did when you were 24. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of the boxes checked. I could earn a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I found I, I tend to go codependent, even with video partners, with relationships. It's like I want to do somebody else's dream sometimes, especially if it's close to mine. But now that I'm on my own, I'm kind of following that inner voice. Everything's mm-hmm. going better. I just I, I wanted to know, honestly, <laughs> like I quit alcohol. My instinct was to quit relationships for 18 mm-hmm. months. Just have fun because mm-hmm. um, there's not much, much out here in L.A. where I can see a value a value exchange that makes sense for me. Um, just looking for, you know, how, you know, maybe how do you think of, okay, if I'm not chasing a girl or family or one of these things, like what's, mm-hmm. what's the big picture reason? Well, it's, well, it's always, it. it's always boiling down to the same thing for me, which is focus on yourself, chase excellence, not women, right? Like one of the things that I see a lot of guys doing, I, I've done this myself too, right? Like, you know, you see, uh, a boss girl, let's call her Becky, mm-hmm. right? Which is, you know, what I talked about last week. If you guys didn't watch that one yet, but she's she's a she's certainly attractive, you know, especially to the plugged in men out there that are that are told their entire lives, you know, find your equal partner, you know, build a life together, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, well, somebody that has a good job in their own place and they have a decent car that runs and doesn't leak oil and stuff like that and seems to have their life together and you walk in their house and it's like hey this place is decorated pretty nice and it smells nice you kind of like you know put yourself in there it's like you're like a piece of the puzzle that sort of clicks sort of thing and at the end of the day it's like you want to be bigger than that like women are only happy and content with you and entering your frame and serving you and being a compliment to your life if she can look up to you. If she can say, this guy's the best that I can do. Um, other men become invisible. DMs show up and she doesn't respond to them because she's like, whatever. You know, this guy's my world. I don't see anything. So that's that's what the answer always seems to boil down to. And I get people say, look, you know, not everybody can be at the pinnacle of the pyramid. There's There's a lot more plugged in simps at the bottom than there are the unplugged alphas, you know, towards the top sort of thing. And they're right. But why, like, you're not going to soar like an eagle if you surround yourself with turkeys, right? My dad always used to say this to me. So the answer is always be better. You want better options with women. You want a higher caliber of woman. You want a woman that's more likely to be sticky to you and not, you know, wander off. Just improve yourself and don't care if she goes off and bangs Kevin from sales, maybe she was a hoe. Maybe you just weren't a good enough guy for her. maybe any of those things don't even matter. Forget about the pain. Forget about the suffering. Just what do you do? You know, you do YouTube videos, you make camper van stuff. I, I don't know, but whatever it is that you do, do more of that, do it better, collaborate with better people, tell better stories, work on your shit so that you improve and become better than it's it's just be better it's just be better the next day be better the next week than what you were be better the next year than what you were before and that'll give you better options with women so you don't have those sorts of problems right yeah just be better you know growing i i know that feels better and maybe i'm thinking too much in terms of like what's the purpose if 
I live in Los Angeles and I don't even want to entertain the thought of having a kid out here and exposing myself to all that. Um, yeah, that's true. But like, I guess what I'm asking is, you know, purpose outside of you having, you know, a kid and that going the way it did, you know, starting this YouTube channel, starting a business. Um, I think I fall for somebody else who says, Oh, we could have a family or, Oh, you could help me fulfill my purpose. You know, uh, I just, um, I was wondering if you even need that or if you just grow every day and you kind of stumble into that. Well, men, men, I believe have an innate need to find a woman to, to, or, or women, you know, whatever happens, you know, your angle may or may not be, but men like women. If, if you're straight, men like women, men like women that are in their lives, men like women that look pretty and smell pretty and do nice things to serve them and cook for them and feed them and take care of them. Men like that, right? So you want to stay away from that for a bit? Cool, do it. You know, But if you like women, you're always going to be drawn back. But it's like, if you're always going to be drawn back, why not have better options? Why not be in a position where you can just say, oh, you know what? You're bad news bears. Go away. <laughs> I, have, I have better options. And then you just stop responding. Why aren't you talking to me? You're not getting back to me. Look, I'm not interested. Sorry. Goodbye. You, just, you, know, you move on sort of thing, right? That's all for sure. Yeah, just accept it's it. not complex, dude. Like, don't yeah, like yeah. don't complicate your life unnecessarily. It's it's okay. find your purpose, work on your grind. You know, if you find that you're struggling in certain areas of life, obstacles, you know, get in the way of things. You know, sometimes the obstacle can become the way. That's it's basically a, a book by Ryan Holiday, The Obstacle Is the Way, um, which is a good read, which I'd recommend. But you don't need to suffer, you know. Pain will come, pain will happen, you will make some bad choices. Debt was a painful problem for you. You, mm -hmm. you, you know, you looked at it. You said, "I don't need to deal with this." You found a solution. You paid forty cents in a dollar. Now it's gone, right? Like, yeah, you're a you're a problem solving being. You're you're an ownership guy. Like that's what guys do. Like we take ownership for shit. So lean into that more. Lean in the pain. Don't amplify the suffering. Stop telling your you know yourself stories. A lot of guys would just be like. Well, that chick, she just took advantage of me and I did everything for her. And then she went and banged some guy in a yacht because he DM'd. Like, you know, that's, you know, that's like the victim mindset. That's like the story yeah. that you want to tell to sort of, you know, keep dealing with the pain. It's like, just move on from it. Right. Cool. Uh, yeah. Was there, was there a point when, um, I don't know if you, you dealt with some of this insecurity yourself. Was there a point when it just uh, kind of clicked and you're like, I don't overthink it anymore. I've, I've pretty much found, uh, found it. That's, found that's a, when you're fully unplugged, my friend. That's when you look yeah. at everything and you're just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like you're in a position to just do whatever you want and not care. Yeah. You know, because you understand, because you know, because you know better, because you've experienced, because you've been through it. Right. I love it. It's a good call. Thanks, Thank Evan. you, Rich. All right, buddy. All right. Oh, man. <clears throat> Let's see uh, what RJ's got for us here. RJ, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rich. Thanks for having me. Hey, good, man. I'm, uh, I'm 40 years old. I live out in Colorado. I have a, just a, there. I have a six-figure. Yeah, I heard you guys were out skiing. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I have a uh, six-figure nine-to-five in like commercial real estate. I do like facilities, operations, and things like that. And um, so over the last couple of years, I've, I've built two Airbnbs and I've pretty much learned that that's a long-term investment. 
So I'm trying to figure out what's what's the best step to take to kind of set up passive income to offset my nine to five. Well, real estate's always a good play because people need somewhere to stay. As long as there's human beings walking the earth and we're multiplying, you you know, they're going to need housing. So a lot of guys really like housing. Sure, sure. Is that so, your shtick? Is that what you want to do? Well, I mean, I like it. You know, I, I've, I've been able to get like 100 acres of, you know, kind of prime mountain real estate. But, you know, it's a long-term investment. You're not really making money until the mortgage is paid off. You know what a lot of guys like to do is they is you know if you're doing the Airbnb thing is they like to create like these experiences. So if you have 100 acres prime real estate, you know it's got a good view. It's on elevations on a mountain, whatever. You can throw a bunch of yurts up. Um, you know, create a little sort of compound, and then you can just, like sell that experience to people, right? Like I know guys that that have done this with land up in northern Ontario, and it's like they'll you know, they'll build out like something like six of these yurts or these huts or these private whatever. And each one's different. It has like a code name, like Purple Hut or, you know, Rainbow Butterfly over here, like whatever happens to sell. Right. And then they just sort of market it out on Airbnb. And they're usually like pretty much always booked. Right. Um, that seems to be a, a thing that works pretty well with real estate right now. But that could change, man. Like I've seen, um, Things happen where municipal governments will come in and say, oh, you know, they'll go and scan the Airbnb listings and they'll be like, OK, there's 1700 listings in our municipality. And then they introduce a bylaw bill to, to, to tax them. And then all of a sudden, everybody with an Airbnb is hit with a four or five thousand dollar a year tax on their property. So then it, it sucks out some of the uh, profit. Like I've seen that happen, too, in some areas. So. Um, everything's got pros and cons, but they're not making any more land. Real estate is limited. People are going to continue to multiply as far as we can see. So yeah, it's a decent play. So why not? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And, you know, I was, you know, I was kind of trying to just think about, you know, the, the problem with the nine to five is, is that, you know, I'm pretty much capped out, you know, after, after 20 years in an industry, you know, you work your way to the top and, and I'm kind of just leveled out. So what do you do for a living? Like when so you go to work? I'm a, I'm a building engineer. So I, I take care of commercial office buildings. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's a decent career, you know, but, you know, I'm trying to like level up. And, you know, some of my buddies got into crypto. I went the real estate route, but I'm still learning, you know, like, yeah, if I sell the property, sure, you can, you know, I can kind of double my money at this point because I've, I've built it myself. But, mm -hmm. You know, like you said, you don't want to get rid of it because that's a long-term goal. So I'm kind of looking something more uh, like passive or, you know, to try to find like a mentor or, you know, I really don't want a nine to five that I can make double this salary because I'm trying to get out of, you know, being locked down to a big city or, or something like that. So you need to build something for yourself. You need to go self-employed. You need to become an entrepreneur. You can always leave and go to another job and make a couple bucks more a year, or maybe be in a different environment, but it's like same shit, yeah. different lawn. Yeah. I've been there, done that. So no, I, I, I like your idea. I mean, I've, I've thought about like, you know, like uh razor rentals, like off-road rentals and stuff like that. Cause all my properties like surrounded by national forests with Jeep trails or, you People know, I smash can... those things up. There's well, maintenance yeah, issues. There's That's moving true. parts. It's, you know, it's got engines. Like you want to, you want to create businesses that are, easy and fun and lucrative to operate and then you know when you start like okay it's kind of hard to break things in housing it's a lot easier to break like a razor rental because people will drive them flip them smash them into things seize the engines thing overheats coolant blows up like you're gonna like there's more potential for other variables 
people getting hurt, maybe even suing you, you know, shit, you know, shit like that. So look for ways to build out these other sources of income in such a way that it's more easy. It's more lucrative. It's more fun. Are you on my email list? No, I'm not. Because my school of entrepreneurship opens up for sale again in the spring. Um, it's 1997. It's got all the, it's got all these things, you know, broken down that you need to contemplate when you're moving out of a like nine to five sort of like wagey sort of thing, payroll thing into building out your own sort of business. And it's always ideal to build something that's got long-term legs, legs. It's, it's going to be fun and easy to run. That's also going to make, make you a lot of money because the default is a lot of people just go to like, Oh, I heard about this business, so I'm going to go do it. So it seems easy. Like one of the ones that always seems to pop up a lot is something like pressure washing. Like, like guys seem to think that they're going to make a vast for fortune buying a pressure washer and then advertising uh, pressure washing services like in Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or something like that. And they never really make much money, right? So it's like, okay, well, you're thinking anyway. So why not use the same thinking muscle to evaluate the business structure and then eliminate shit ones? Like the other guy was talking, you know, before about, or, you know, this happens every call, you know, somebody calls and asks a question. It's like, okay, you know, like, what should I stay away from and why the red flags, why not the green flags? You get my point. Like, you know, you will stay away from the things that don't, um, get you to your goal. They're going to, they're going to create obstacles. They're going to slow you down. They're not aligned with your goal. You know, if you will, it's, it's like, you know, if your goal is to get married and have children, then why would you get married to a chick that's been with 200 guys? Probably the worst choice ever. Right. All right. right. So it's like, okay, let's eliminate that from the process. So it's the same thing with a business, right? It's like, you know, what are the red flags? What are the things that you want to eliminate that are going to maximize profitability and also maximize fun and also maximize your ability to stick to the business for a long period of time. Right. And hopefully it has some value later on down the road. So you can be like, oh, um, you know, I'm going to list my hundred acres with my 27 yurts that earns, you know, $24,000 a month in passive income. I'll list it here for sale and somebody will buy it because I want to fuck off and sale in Thailand now, right? Yep. Yep. Cool. No, I appreciate the information. And uh one one tip of advice that I have for some of these guys that are struggling with women is uh learn to dance. You know, when I when oh, I was yeah. young, I you know learned how to salsa dance and country dance, and that's uh that's a game changer. So something as simple as taking dance lessons, uh it's a lot better than off the wall at a club. Yeah, so let me just add to that because I like I'm the kind of guy that dances, like I'll have a drink or something like that and I'll loosen up. Like I'm that guy, right? I don't do salsa dancing. I don't do ballroom dancing. I don't do like for me, like I do. And it's like, this feels like, you know, gangish. <laughs> like I don't want to do it. Right. It's like, right. You know, like this. And I see guys that get good at it and they destroy like they own because women want to like have a, a great dance partner like that. Aaron Cleary's talked about this. I got a couple guys in my community that are that are great dancers phenomenal and you know they have beautiful women that they partner with so you're absolutely right um but you have to like it right you know for me it was like i'm just a big awkward muscular right. guy that looks like a, a a douche when i try to dance that way right right <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. all right cool thanks man Appreciate good seeing it. you rj take care man um all right let's see what else we got here um so David has a recent personal experience that wants to share on this. Let's see what he's got for us here. And by the way, guys, if you want to call in, the, the join link is pinned in the top of the YouTube live chat. So, you know, we got room for a few more callers. Uh, so get your ass in here. Let's, uh, let's chop it up. David, what's up, buddy? 
Oh, hey, Rich. Yeah, first off, I just want to say your video has been fantastic because you've literally just hit the nail on the head with everything and described what the last three months of my life have been. Okay. Wish I had this video a lot sooner. But um, yeah, everything you said about um, coming out of the chaos and just dealing with it and just changing the view of it is like spot on because that's what happened to me. Uh, I'm just commenting on it because I've viewed your content for a while and, you know, I still got hit with the same bullshit and this was after like years of studying your stuff and long story short, um, got screwed over by friends that I thought I could trust and, you know, it just didn't work that way. One of them mm -hmm. was a chick with like weird issues and even though the alarm bells were there, I didn't listen because I thought, well, I'm not dating her, it's a friend thing, whatever and yeah. Uh, before I knew it, uh, yeah, I was hit with anxiety and depression. And I was feeling, you know, I went from feeling like Rip Wheeler to Jamie Dutton, which I know you'll get that reference. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and I started pretty much trying to get my way out of it, you know, revisiting your own videos. I even read the book you mentioned earlier, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Yeah. And, yeah, nothing was working until eventually things hit ahead and... I just got it cut loose and weirdly now everything's worked out because it's like, well, that was the problem. These people were the problem. They were causing you the pain and suffering, but mm -hmm. you weren't getting better because you kept them in your life, which mm. that's that, it. That, that that's actually, where you make a mistake, dumbass. Yeah, that actually reminds me of a point that I didn't bring up when I was talking about these where the two most negative human emotions are resentment and guilt. Mm. One is geared yeah. towards somebody else and one is geared towards yourself, yeah? Yes. So what we what we like to do is we like to like we like these badges of honors. We like playing the yeah. oppression Olympics. We like the victim mindset because it's easier than doing the work. It's a lot easier to be mm. like that guy fucked me over. Now I am going to wear this as a badge of honor, but nobody cares. Nobody ever looks at that guy and goes, "Oh, he's a four star general in the military. He must have done great things." They just they just see a you know, a guy that's hunched over, he's he, like, he's not made right anymore. And what we like to do is we like to take these big burlap bags, like picture a giant ass burlap sturdy bag and you put all these bricks in it. Oh, I got fucked over by this chick. My yeah. boss is an asshole. I should have got promoted, mm -hmm. but this guy got the job. And you keep putting all these bricks in this thing and you take this bag and you throw it over your shoulder and you like walking around with it, except for the bags invisible and nobody sees it. Only you know yeah. that it's there. That's that's the equivalent of what a lot of guys do when they like to suffer. It's like they're and all you have to do is just take it off your shoulder and put it down and just walk away from the thing. Well, that's it. I was making myself suffer by keeping these people in my life. And I thought, is the problem me? What's causing this? Why am I feeling this? Mm -hmm. And he, like even when I spoke to my old man about it, because I have a great dad, like he's old school, masculine as hell, taught me everything I need to know. And it was him that said, well, the problem wasn't you. It was them. You just kept trying to justify it. And it was actually today after I had a fucking good workout at the gym. I remember one of your favorite sayings, which is, what are men experts at? Complicating our lives, justifying the reasons. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was trying to make excuses for keeping these people because I just tried to justify keeping them when it's like, no, they're not good. And as you said, filling more bags of bricks to carry them over their shoulder. Bingo. And yeah, and to not keep it in the negative, to try and get to the positive, which is the reason why I called in. Like, see, recently when it all came to the head, I won't go into the bloody details, but coming out of it, now that it's been taken away, yeah, I'm I'm almost feeling back to the old strong self again because I'm now using it as the opportunity where it's like, well, the way it's gone, 
now you mm. can move on. Now you can come out of it. And yeah, when you, you uh, when you when you put down that that bag of bricks yeah. and you walk away with it, and you start doing the work on yourself and you start leveling mm. up. Shit, like bad shit still happens. Okay, like bad shit yeah. still happens in my life. There's still like there's still a lot of assholes out there that'll double cross you and earn your trust and then you know mm. betray you. Like oh yeah. You know, things will happen. Business transactions, women, whatever it happens to be. But as you get better, as you level up in life and you have more money and you have nicer things, uh, you know, I've often said you'll never see a guy crying in a Lamborghini. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's like, you know, you just kind of like, oh, whatever, I'm in the Lambo today, right? You're just, mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying, right? Like it's, it's, it's the, the answer is always double down on yourself. Where do you where do you do the work? It's on yourself. The ROI is always on yourself. It's not on trying to fix some crazy woman. It's not on trying to reconcile a shitty business relationship or or, or business that's drowning that's going south. It's always on yourself. Learn, observe, move forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or in my right. case, try not to fix a crazy woman, her loser fiance, and a idiot friend. But going forward, it's like, well, that's they're another lost. story for another time. Well, no, no. Do you know what? It's not even a story because now I. If anyone asks, it's like, what happened? It's like, there's nothing to say. Moving on and just the way you look at it, it's like, right, I'm free to like get back to work on myself and do other things. So it's like, mm -hmm. oh, but you can't go to the this or that one. It's like, okay, time and money saved that I can use on other endeavors. Because like recently I did read the book, Ryan Halliday, because you mentioned one of your uh, videos and that is a great book because it does mm -hmm. mention, well, change your perspective on it. And it's like, yeah. I could be broken. I could be crying Rebuild like, it. oh, I'm never going to see them. I'm going to lose that. Or I can view it as, well, mm. I've dodged a bullet. I avoided something that, yeah, it's when you come out of it, that's when it's like, yeah, view it as an opportunity to, you've avoided something, fix your perspective. So, yeah. Mm. And then just put that bag of, you know, that burlap Bricks, bag down. Yeah. Just mm. drop it, walk away from it. Absolutely. Thanks, David. Yeah, Appreciate no worries. It. Take care, man. Um, let's see what else I got here in the private chat. A few people waiting. Again, the link to join if you have a question is pinned in the top comment of YouTube. Uh, make sure you watch live. I know some of you guys watch the replay, but if you want to hop in and ask questions, it's every Monday night. Uh, Jesse wants to ask a question about getting ripped off. Uh, Jesse, you've been ripped off. Yes, I have. So, Rich, um, your video came at the perfect time because I was uh, fighting war on two fronts last week. Um, Found out that, you know, I had to vacate my room because they're converting the room into a storage shed. You know, I'm just renting for now. And also uh, business partner I was working with, I was working so hard and ended up, you know, not paying me for the week. And don't know if he's ever going to pay me for that. And I remember briefly over the summer, you described a story to me when we're live like this, that um, you had once were in a real estate deal and you got ripped off for like over 60K and you just um, kind of moved on from that. You know, it's just, I'm just in, you know, such a like angry, like rage fueled state, you know, and mm. what exactly like prevented you from like going, like trying to get justice, you know, suing the person or threatening to sue or like trying to get justice. Um, it's a good question. So I've been, I've been ripped off to the tune of probably hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even half a million dollars just by some, some were shitty people that put shitty deals in front of me. Some of it was my fault for letting the wrong person, uh, you know, get access to my money. And 
I just looked at it as, you know what, like uh, a guy that fucked me over for $18,000 on one of my first settlement deals. Did I want to kill him? Maybe, you know, did I want to hurt him? Of course. Did I think about taking legal steps to remedy the situation? Sure. <clears throat> but, you know, you can pay a lot of money for a school education and get a utterly useless bullshit degree that you can do nothing with and spend tens and tens of thousands of dollars. I just look at anything that's not that big. Like, it's not that big. Like, don't make mountains out of molehills. Like, why would, Why am I going to go and take all kinds of money and time and stress suing some guy over $18,000 that probably doesn't have anything to his name, that even if I do get a judgment, he'll probably just file for bankruptcy and, you know, discharge it. It's unlikely for me to collect on. All the stress isn't worth it. Throwing, throwing good money after bad. You just get to the point where you're like, you know what? Karma will get you, bitch. You know, there's there's just times where you have to surrender, right? And not let it eat you up inside because there's no good that can come out of it. Now, there's times where, you know, you can go and destroy somebody too. Trust me, there's time for that. And, you know, you know when that is and I've done it and other people have done it and then they will they will never forget your name. They will remember you on their deathbed, right? You, because they because they fucked you, right? So, you know, something like you have to move out because we're going to convert this space to a storage set. That's trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. It's like, okay, I'll go find somewhere else to live. The, the business partner that's not paying you, he's not a business partner. He's your employer if he's not paying you. So don't get involved with somebody that's your employer if you want a business partner. Structure it properly next time. You understand? All right. Thank you so much, Rich. Great stream right. tonight. All right, man. Take care. Okay. Uh, got Chris going through a divorce, looking for some advice. All right. How's it going, Rich? Uh, no, I was just uh, looking for some advice because it seems like uh, right now I'm still in the beginning process. Well, not really. I'm like six months into my divorce. Mm -hmm. And it seems like otherwise my ex finds ways to otherwise take the kids away from me. And then it pisses me off and I end up going through probably saying some shit that I shouldn't say. Mm -hmm. But I'm I just hope, looking. I hope not in writing. No. Okay. So I'm just looking, what's the best way to kind of like deal with that? I have my lawyer and it's just kind of like a going a lot of back and forth and still dealing with the process, but what's okay. something that I could possibly do? Do you still live in the matrimonial home? No, I moved out. Okay. So you moved out and how old are the kids? Uh, they're both 14. Okay. And do you share custody right now or what's the situation there? No, the situation is she ended up uh, trying to say that I hate her. And then I ended up having to move out and they gave her temporary custody to the kids until we go back to court. Do you see the kids at all? Yes. Uh, here and there, whenever she doesn't throw her fits because at any time she just kind of changes it up on me. Okay. So what would be the ideal outcome if I could wave a magic wand to solve this problem? Like, what are you looking to try to solve right now? It would just be, what, what would be some of the things that I should be looking into doing? Should I be just looking to try to fight and just see my kids more often? Mm -hmm. Or should I just wait till the court systems actually kind of deal with that? Do you live in a state that's hostile towards fathers? California, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of fucked there. How long were you guys married for? 18 years. And does she work? Yes. 
Did she make more money than you? Less? The same? Less. Less. Okay. Um, yeah, you're in a bad spot, dude. Um, I've I've made a lot of videos on divorce on my channel. I have a course that's available on Teachable now. Um, it, it's it, like all my courses, guys, are all pinned in the top comment of all my videos. So if it's of interest to you, there's a course on divorce. The problem is, is that you've already experienced a false domestic violence charge which I talk about in my course, preparing you for divorce and what to do to protect yourself in a scenario like that. It's too late for you for stuff like that. Um, she's obviously not very cooperative. Like it sounds to me like she basically wants it all, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're out of the house and how long have you been out of the house for now? Uh, going on six, seven months. Yeah. This is like one of those things, Chris, that you, that you kind of have to get to a point now. It's like, okay, now I just have to surrender. Woosa. Like, you know, you got to do what you got to do because you're basically like a, a stick somebody threw in the rapids and it's just getting pushed downstream and there's nothing you can do. You just have to go along for the ride at this stage of the game. If you're still in the matrimonial home, if she hasn't pulled the false DV charge, if you're still in the early stages where you're just starting to untie the knot, my course on divorce is perfect for you. What you need right now is a time machine for me to fix, you know, where you're at to, to, to do things differently. So yeah. the best that you can do is the best that you can do. You know, tell your kids when you see them that, you know, that you love them, let them know the truth. Cause 14 years old is probably a, a reasonable age where you can say, I didn't do that. You know, that's just a lie. This is what the law does when people do that. And this is how I got to where I am today. Um, she's your mom. You should respect her. You know, like it's all about them at this stage. It's, you know, it should be about the kids. And at the end of the day, what's in the best interest of the kids is having good access to both parents. Any parent that removes access to the other parent is alienating the children from one of their parents. And that's a, and that's a shit move. That's a shit parent, you know, at the end of the day. But you can't say that. You can't say the other parent is a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't disparage. Just focus on them. Focus on time. Always let them know that there's an open door. Give them a key to the house. Tell them to come over when, whenever they want. They're welcome to live here if they want to. Usually by the age of about 13, 14, usually not beyond 14 or, or 15, kids can choose to live wherever they want. Yeah. So if they recognize the other parents batshit crazy and it's too difficult for them to live over there and you've and you've extended the invite and they want to do it, there's really nothing that they can do. I mean, you're going to want to be in the same school zone. You're going to want to live somewhere near where all the extracurriculars are, where all their friends are. Like this is a choice you have to make as the other parent when you move out is don't move out 20 miles away, move out within a five mile radius of the matrimonial home, you know, where the kids are already comfortable and their, you know, their schools and their friends and everything is already set up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. See, but that, that would have been a little bit hard because I still had to pay for everything for the residents. There's no way I would have been able to maintain two households. And that's why you want to make sure that you stay in the matrimonial home. So you have some leverage because right now you don't have that much leverage, right? So now it's just look, kids, I love you. This is where we're at. This is how fam family law treats fathers. You know, I want to see you as much as I can, you know, try to increase your schedule or improve it. Um, but that's, that's where they put men, right? Like 
I break down this and many, many other components on my course on divorce. So guys understand what untying the knot entails, because I'll say this again, like most guys have some idea how women work. We know how to, you know, they're pretty, they smell nice. We want to ask them on a date. We know how to behave on a date. Like we have some idea of how to deal with women, but you have no idea how to deal with divorce. Nobody tells you shit. Nobody tells guys anything. They don't prepare you and say, by the way, you know, this, this woman that you married is not going to be the same woman that you are going to go and divorce now. She may lie to the authorities to get a false domestic violence charge filed to get you out of the house and change the locks, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, if you make more money and you're out of the house, you're maintaining two households. Oh, and by the way, she's probably going to go for sole custody because that gives her control and power. Like nobody tells guys any of this shit. Guys only learn this throughout the process. And Chris, you're not the first. You're not going to be the last. There's going to be a trail. There's going to be hundreds of millions of other guys that are going to follow you down this path throughout the time. And nobody is going to change family law to to improve the situation for men. Men have to take ownership for themselves. And if you're going to get involved in a long-term relationship and have a kid with a woman or get married, invite the state in your home, you have to prepare in some way, shape, or form, or at least understand that the slaughterhouse you're marching into has very sharp objects in it that you can hurt yourself. You're just sort of wandering around through a slaughterhouse right now with sharp objects. Cut yourself as little as possible. Your kids need their father. This too shall pass. Things will get better for you. And one day in five, maybe 10 years, you're going to look back at this and you're going to be like, you know what? That was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. No, yeah, trust me. Going through this divorce is the best thing. I'm learning a lot more about myself than actually trying to still be within it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, like, yeah. I don't have no, a better solution for you right now other than learn how to surrender to where you've where you've landed, like where you've put yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not entirely your fault because nobody tells guys these things. And I mean, I put the course together to try to help guys understand it. If you're on my email list, you'll get a email that'll explain, you know, what the course is and how to get it. If you just want to get the course, if you guys are watching this again, that's pinned in the top comment below, but for your stage of where you're going through, Chris, it's learn how to surrender, learn how to accept, still still try to offer your kids an opportunity to be in your life and to spend plenty of time with them. And whatever spare time you have, just work on yourself. Okay. You know, what can you do to improve your level of income? What can you do to improve your health? What can you do to make yourself a better man to unplug more from this bullshit? To have to have more control over your life. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Rich. All right, man. Good luck. okay we got a bad year wife left came back broke my neck wife left again to take my kid hunting get a bit yeah what dude um i'm reading this and i don't know if i can put you on if this is the story cowboy can you okay i see you nod in your head i'm gonna i'm gonna bring you on we have an interesting story here all right so fill us in cowboy so, uh, beginning of the year, uh, right at New Year's, we had some problems back in November. Wife says, you know, I'm done. Get your stuff. Get out. Mm-hmm. She moves out. Everybody says it's got to get better. It's got to get better. My wife comes back. I go back to work, and, you know, things are going great. I end up breaking my neck at work. 
my wife uh, decides a couple months later she wants a divorce. I said, okay, get out. I'm still going to be a good dad or try to be. I go to set up the deer stand and uh, I get bit by a tick. I think, man, this has got to get better. It's got to get better. I go to the doctor and doctor says, well, now don't laugh too much, Rich. All right, you got to go see a urologist. It ain't getting better. I go to the urologist. He says, all right. My wife's been gone for four months now. I ain't had no action. I got a six foot four dude pulling on my junk. He goes, we're going to have to lance this out. Next thing I know, I'm laying there and he uh, sticks a needle in it. I scream. He cuts it out, says, that's not what I expect. I'm looking down. I go, are you kidding me? He goes, hang on. He pulls this machine over and he carterizes it. I smell my own junk burning. It is the worst experience I've ever had in my life. And it did last year just beat me down. That's when I found you about two weeks after you closed your entrepreneurship. And I'm like, you know what? This is a dude I can follow. This is somebody I need to get behind. I need to work on myself. So I'm 44 years old. I'm 140 pounds. I work out every morning and I just want to get better for myself and my, my daughter. Mm. Hold your daughter. Uh, she'll be 10 in, uh, April. I raised her two children. You talk about simping. I raised her two children 20 years from the time they were two and four. I walked my oldest daughter back in October down the aisle and her mother was the one giving the, uh, ministry saying about how important marriage was mm-hmm. and she's wanting a divorce. Mm-hmm. So uh... yeah, my brother, I've had a rough year, but I will <laughs> prosper. Well, um, you know, like I said at the beginning, man, you know, pain in a man's life is going to happen. Suffering is optional. You know, sometimes when they cauterize your junk and you got to deal with that, uh, you know, a little bit of pain. But hey, you know, day or two, just make sure you're not feeling a feet, filling (laughs) a large uh, burlap bag full of bricks to carry around. uh, Because, again, nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. Let nope. it go. Work on yourself. You know, let your own success, let your own wins in life uh, show, you know, your ex-wife or anybody out there that might have done you wrong, um, you know, walked away when you're at a low point. That's, oh, I've lost every friend I've ever had over this. So your 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 best revenge is your own success. Well, I just got thanks to you. I got on to uh, TRT, uh, giving that a whirl. Good. It's my first energetic? week. I'm still waiting for my kit in the mail okay. from uh, Victory Men's Health. So okay, it's it's a uh, it's a life changer for a lot of guys. Did you notice a pain in your balls? That's, yes. Is that the HCG that I need to be? That's that's what I found. I I found that when you start with testosterone, it was about three weeks in. Nuts start to hurt. And, uh, you're like, what the hell you go to the doctor and he's like, oh, that's just your, uh, nuts contracting. Cause they're not making testosterone anymore, but I can give you this HCG, which will stop that. So I took it. I'm going to order it tomorrow. Yeah. So that that makes that go away. HCG is actually, I think it's more important than what, than, than what a lot of guys want to acknowledge. They usually opt out of it cause it's extra money. And a lot of guys will say, oh, you don't really need it, but HCG um, triggers luteinizing hormones, right? And you have these LH receptors, you know, throughout your body. So 
they're supposed to be working. So you're kind of giving them something to start, you know, to keep working, right? So it's like, you know, you put your exogenous testosterone in and then you kind of top it up with a little bit more of your own. Like that's what the point of the HCG is, right? To keep your nuts working. Okay. So I I I just feel better and I and I prefer it overall. Well, so, I, that you're microdosing with the uh um oh what are they, the little needles. I, yeah. I watched the whole episode on that. I'm gonna do that, but mm -hmm. a huge shout out to you and uh Rolo Tomasi. Uh listening to you guys has changed my whole perspective on this divorce, my shitty last year, and I'm gonna try and uh, become a better man. Good for you, man. Call back when you do. Let me know how it works out. All righty. Thank you, sir. See you, buddy. All right. Again, guys, the link to hop in and ask questions is pinned in at the top. Got time for a few more. Uh, I got Stephanos here. Uh, wants help finding a niche to start a location-independent business. How do I niche test that? Okay. Stephanos, what do you got hey, for me, buddy? Rich, how you doing, man? Good, man. What's the question? So I want to start a location-independent business. Okay. But see, I'm unable to find a good niche that I don't hate, that is very lucrative, that is compatible with location independence. Also, like you say, elf, right? Easy, lucrative, and fun. I'm all over the place, too. That's the thing, very all over the place. I do a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. What are you doing right now? You drive an Uber or Uber Eats or something? How'd you know? Because you're sitting in your car. One of the things I do, skip the dishes. Okay. Also, personal training. Recently got into it. Yeah. In a wedding company doing like MC, DJ kind of stuff. And like help out whoever I can. Yeah. Well, there's some things that you're doing with your time that aren't... Like, what is your hourly rate? Let me ask you that. 20 bucks. Is that all you're worth? Is 20 bucks an hour? That's why I'm asking you the question. Well, how do you get better? You hold yourself to higher standards. You raise your standards, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is like this question requires some sort of private consultation. It probably does, but I can tell you that you yeah. can't afford my rate because I'm $5,000 an hour. $5,000 an hour. Well, you're more than Caleb Jones. Yeah. Yeah. It's because I'm better than Caleb Jones. I like Caleb, yeah. but I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I spoke but, to Caleb too. I was in his program actually. The, what is it called? I forget his name now. Last year I did it for a month. Yeah. How did you and like it? Very nice. Amazing program. Good. It's like 200 bucks a month or something in Canadian. Good. So why are you still pricing yourself at $20 an hour though? <laughs> you got me there. Right. I mean, raise your standards. Like, I'm not saying, you know, raise your standards to $5,000 an hour, but raise your standards to something that's, you know, closer to where you want to get that's going to let you build something that's location independent, right? $100, $200 an hour, and then refuse to do anything unless it's going to pay you that rate. Question you is, know what's what? the niche? What do I do? Okay, well, that's a very good question. I have a course. It's called the School of Entrepreneurship, and I break down a lot of that in there. Is that the one that's 1997? That's the one that's 1997, yeah. I also have monthly Zoom calls, so you can hop in on the Zoom calls, ask questions, updates. This is what's happening in my business. It's not open for sale right now. It's going to open again again in a month or two. But if you're on the email list below, then you'll get notified of it. But 
Look, um, generally speaking, you want three things to overlap. You have to be great at doing it. Okay. You have to love doing it. And, you know, being great at doing something and love doing something isn't the same thing. Right. Cause I'm really fucking good at working with my hands. I can do brake jobs on cars. Right. But that's yeah. 80, 90, 100 bucks an hour, you know, is what it pays. So I don't totally love doing it because it doesn't fill the other thing, which the third one is makes great money. So it makes great money. You love doing it and you're good at doing it. When I'm those good at three... singing and I love doing singing. Okay, I'm really so, good at it too. Okay. So how do you build that out into a location independent business? But it's not lucrative. How I'm do you make it lucrative? Something. How do you make it lucrative? That's how do you question. make it lucrative? That's a good question. Yeah. How do you make it lucrative? All right, so you're sitting in your car, you're thinking about that right now. You're waiting for the next gig to come up. Do you have a notepad? Sure, yeah. Do you have any suggestions? No, I'm just asking if you keep a notepad so you can jot down ideas. Oh, all the time. Yeah, I have a, my phone with me all the time. Cool. I go to my notes, write things down. So what ideas have you cooked up? Actually, okay. I have an idea too. Turkish, so I'm Turkish, right? My bad, it's my background. Mm -hmm. I could teach people Turkish. As a niche, though, I'm going to find the niche. Okay. Men between 30 and 35, blah, 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 some sort of niche market. And then build a following on Instagram or something like that and teach people this way. Well, that's one thing I thought of. What do you guys want? Three things, right? Get paid, get laid, look good naked. So get get six-pack abs is really the third one, right? Yeah, for So, sure. I mean, if you can teach them Turkish... If you can teach the passport bros that maybe want to go to Turkey to live a better life, let's say, better women, let's say, more traditional women, let's say, I don't know, you know, not anymore. Maybe not anymore. You know, okay, Doctor so, Redfield, he talks about you all the time, the surgeon guy. Uh, I think I met him. He's the guy that does facial reconstructive surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks yeah, that women are not traditional anymore either. Yeah, I met him at a conference one. His, you know, his story was. I don't know if it's the same guy, but I remember there was a facial surgeon that told me the story about uh, his main job was reconstructing people's faces that were attempted suicide and they used the gun wrong. And they, instead of tilting it back far enough, they tilted it forward too much and they just blew off the front, front of their face. So he had to fix yeah, it. Yeah, that's it was the always guy. Over a same guy. Yeah, he knows Rolo too, actually. Okay, yeah. Same yeah. guy then. So, well, look, I mean... You know, there you have a guy that figured out how to create a location independent business talking Dr. Red Pill stories on YouTube, right? I'm not saying that's the answer for you, but if you like singing, I know a guy that I was coaching for several months who lives in South America, English fellow, um, you know, moved down there, bought a place next to nothing, um, got married, and he started up a business teaching people how to do duets with a certain genre of music. Um, met him with thousand, two thousand subs. We built up his channel. You know, I talked to him several times over several, several months. He's got a hundred, hundred forty thousand subs. Last time I, uh, I checked. He's See, got I a legitimate like business. That, what is it called? He sells oh, courses. I wasn't trained in singing. Like I'm good at. It. I was in shows and stuff here, here in Cambridge, right? I mm -hmm. did a couple of shows. I live in Hamilton, but I do shows here and there. Like, but what is it called? Community theater, and okay. I do duets here and there. Traditional Turkish sort of singing? English, English. I can do like Sinatra, English. everything. Yeah, everything. Turkish okay. too. Greek actually. I speak Greek too. But I want to focus on more English. Mm -hmm. 
even like Iron Maiden, actually. We had a heavy metal band when I was living back in Istanbul. We were doing Iron Maiden, mm -hmm. Metallica, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, look, man, it's it's got to have those three things intersecting, you know, to begin with. So eliminate. So I'm that guy that always says it's a lot easier to live it a great life to live a better life if you eliminate shit that's going to complicate it right like that's the point of my 20 red flags um like red flags to avoid when you're dealing with women yeah. okay so you know if you avoid most of these or all of these your life will be nice generally speaking it's the same thing with the business like if you avoid things that are potentially going to get like 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 brick and mortar businesses for me like if somebody said hey i got this great idea like one of the things that i love right now stefanos is i really like um these like, I don't know what to call them. They're like float spa, sauna, cold plunge places. You know, you go in, you pay a set yeah, my fee. Yeah, has a cold plunge too. Yeah, so it's got a cold plunge, an infrared sauna, and a red light. And it's usually a private room. So you can go in there with your chick. You spend an hour. You got music just chilling out. You're, you know, you're doing, doing some like light meditation and stuff when you're in the cold plunge. And if somebody said, hey, Rich, you know, I know that you like that stuff, but I want you to invest into it. Well, to me, that's not easy, lucrative, or fun because that's something the government can shut down with the next pandemic, with the next climate lockdown, with the next whatever bullshit they want to create. Yeah, they sure I can't, I can't, I can't pick that up and and move that somewhere else, right? So to me, that's a non-negotiable. I'll go and rent and I'll go and use it. Like I'll like I'll pay for access to it. I'll pay the monthly membership, but I don't want to own that business, right? So, you know, when you get clear on your non-negotiables and and what it is that you like. Sorry, what is it you're good at doing? What the what, what makes you lots of money and that you actually love it? When those three things intersect, that's where the cash is. Lots of money. There's more money. around that, but that's but that's the main like meat and meat and potatoes of it, if you know what I'm saying. Do you have any suggestions like specifically from what you know so far that a niche that I can pick? That's a long conversation, man. I gotta know what your that's skills are. <laughs> Just, just buy the course, man. Like to book me for an hour is five grand. You can buy the course for nineteen ninety seven, and you get access to me monthly for as long as you need me. As long as is it the monthly course or is it like indefinite? No, it's nineteen ninety seven flat fee. You get all the course material, which is like five hours of video lectures, maybe six, six or seven hours now with the webinars that I've added. And I usually add new shit. Like as people say, hey, you know, I think we need some clarity on this. I'll just do another webinar and I'll add it in there. So. It, it gets more comprehensive over time. And then there's monthly Zoom calls, which you can attend as many as you want because I just keep doing them. Gotcha, man. Thank you. I'm going to think about this. I'm going for Okay. There. See you, Thanks, brother. Man. Good night. Take, Take care. care. Um, okay. SB has a question about friends with benefits. So let's give it to SB. What's up? Hey, Rich. Um, I've talked to you about probably about a year ago real quick. I hopped onto one of your shows. Mm -hmm. um, so I've kind of been, you know, following you for a fair amount of time now. But a quick okay. kind of um, question was, there's a girl that I have who's a um, friend with benefits. She's not going to really be more than that. Um, but she's definitely, like, catching feelings. She's talked about, like, the exclusive talk. I've mm -hmm. told her, like, that's just not – I'm a college student. That's not where I'm at. Um, mm -hmm. But – and she's still, like, she's still coming over, which is fine, which is what I want. Um mm -hmm. But one of my like bigger things is like when she starts to ask why, like, I mean, obviously there's many, many reasons. Do you think it's important to just like not really give a reason or kind of just mostly just say the simple reason, just be like, I'm not, that's not what I'm looking for right now. 
But I'm fine. Ah, uh, twenty-three. How old is she? She's twenty-two. Twenty-one or twenty-two. And, and how long have you guys been FWBs? Um, probably for like only like two months. FWBs usually have a expiry date. I mean, like everything has an expiry date, but they but yeah. they tend to have a more <laughs> rapid expiry date because somebody catches feelings, and then if the other person isn't interested in reciprocating or or to becoming more than just FWBs, then it sort of fizzles out. So it's just sort of like one of those things that you have to accept. You have to surrender to it. So if you're not interested in an LTR, if you're not interested in you know being more than just what you are right now, then just make it clear like. This is where I'm at. I'm happy with seeing you once a week when we get together on this day or whatever. And um, love hanging out with you. And, you know, the sex is great and blah, blah, blah sort of thing. But that's it. I'm yeah, not, I mean, I'm not, you know, giving you anything more than that. This is what I'm focusing on right now. And that's it. Yeah. I'd say, like, honestly, the biggest <coughs> um, reason, I mean, not, I'm, I'm not really, like, one of the things is, like, I'm not looking really for not too, I'm pretty young. But my area, like once I leave school, is going to be like so, so that I, my population in my town is going to be like a thousand people, two thousand, mm -hmm. like between there. So, really small, dead. Like back in high school, I kind of got with like two of the girls, and that's like, that's everyone that's above an eight. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so the biggest reason I'm not willing to make it anything more than like even, even casually date, like even, you know, date, but not, but no, it's not going to kind of go anywhere crazy was because mm -hmm. mostly like, and I know, um, you know, a girl's uh, sexual ha past matters. And like the biggest reason is she has a body count of what she told me, which is 20. So easily double that, if not triple that, because uh, mm. she's a senior at a bigger university here in the in the United States. And, and she's 22. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of dudes for 22. I No, I completely agree. But one of my things is I feel like that's like, that's a lot of, that's a, a way too many dudes to even like wife up for sure. That's nothing I would, I would never oh, do like that. Anything, see, it's it's disgusting. But if you marry a virgin, your chance of divorce within seven years is like five percent. Oh, I've seen the if uh, yeah, like you've studies. seen the chart. Like as yeah, soon as it gets the, to yeah. three, it goes from five percent to something like thirty-five percent after three dudes. Yeah, and they stop collecting the data after like eleven Ten. or twelve dudes. Like the yeah, chart yeah. just keeps going up, right? So. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're dealing with a chick that's that's been with 20, 20 guys, like that's, that's there's zero chance she's she's no 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 I I couldn't agree more. But one of the things I've maybe it's just like the the culture, but I feel like girls like today and I could be completely wrong, just have a higher body count than maybe when that study was conducted because that was early I know they do. Study. Yeah, like I, feel I think like, it's true, and a lot of people get mad at me because they're like, "Oh, Rich, you know, you're 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 adding to the problem because you're you you know you're talking to a guy right now with a chick that's." FWB, it's like, yeah, dude, but she's banging like twenty other dudes. Like, just like it's, it doesn't matter, you know, at this stage, right? Yeah, this is just what you're dealing with, and that's yeah. what that's what women have been told to do, and they've been told to do that for decades now because feminism said you go, girl, and men and women can do women the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah, right. So you're going to run into a lot of that now. There are good girls out there still. Like there are some, you know, conventionally feminine, um, you know, virgin women that are in their twenties. There's not mm -hmm. a lot of them. But if you want to be able to pick from that inventory, if you're, you know, if your long-term plan is kids or a wife or anything like that, you better be a man worth your salt because there's going to be other guys out there that are going to oh, yeah, be better than you. They're going to scoop them all up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I read your book. I completely agree. I guess like, the, like mostly, like I said, the biggest thing was like where kind of how do I go about like keeping around if I want to keep around, even though like 
she's not. I just wouldn't worry about it. it. I would just say, look, you know, like, you know, this is where I'm at. I'm not looking for a relationship right now. Maybe I might be in the future, but you know, this is where I'd like to keep things. And if that doesn't work for her, then it doesn't work for her. Jaren's in the chat. Actually, Jaren's a bit of a chat here. He Jaren Scott, uh, yeah. No, I've, I followed you pretty pretty closely. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just some clear expectations with the girls at all times. You'll be golden. You'll be surprised how many will stick around. Song commitment. Um, you might get some that'll walk, that'll like sort of shit test. You'll be like, well, that's fine that I'm out. And then you'll get like a text like a week or two later and they come back. Yeah. Um, just make sure like... Uh, you know, you're not exposing yourself to any kind of disease or anything like that. If you don't yeah, understand. I mean, well, she said, this is what she said to me, which I take it for a grain of salt. But she goes, listen, you're the only guy I want to I want to see. I want to like, I don't want to see it with anybody else. And I, she said that bluntly. And I was like, I was, like, like, listen, I was like, listen, you know, I, I appreciate it. I don't know if that's where I'm at. We'll talk about that another no, time. Just, no, just say, that's great. That, that, that's exactly where I would want you. Yeah. You know, if we're being intimate, then that's exactly where I want you. Yeah. I don't want to poison the well. I don't want to share. That's exactly where I want you. Sweet. So you keep doing that. I'll, you know, then I'll keep seeing you. Yeah, I guess. And then uh, maybe a suggestion, like I've, I've looked up, you know, I've watched your video and I've, I've watched Rolo's video on um, like why body count matters. I don't know if mm -hmm. like, maybe it's a suggest, like it's a style of a suggestion, but I've, you know, I've watched like other like content that I've done it as well. But I think you mm -hmm. do a really good job. Of maybe like having a video that shows the graphs. I don't know if, if you have one that I haven't seen that shows the mm -hmm. graphs and dives a little bit deeper into the the studies themselves. Um, that I think for me, like I've talked to my my guy friends about it and they care about it, but they don't care about it as much. And I've mm -hmm. shown them the studies and I've talked to them about the studies, and they start to care more. But I know mm -hmm. from all the videos of yours that I've watched, I think you you do a really good job. So I don't know if you have a video that does that that I missed. Yeah, I think there's only one study that they've done, and it's a little bit outdated, and they stopped collecting the data at like eleven or twelve or something like that. Um, it might be worth a revisit. So maybe I'll do another video on it and see if there's any any new information. But thanks for the tip, man. I appreciate all it. Right. No worries. I really appreciate all it. Rich. Right. Thank you for what you do. Thanks, Let's man. Go. Take care. All right. Let's do one last one. I've got like five minutes. Uh, I-L, I-L, I think. I don't know, Ill. I'll give it to you, Ill. Good evening, Rich. How are you doing? Good, man. Um, Jesus, I look tired. I just did some midterms. Um, I'm a nursing student on the other side of Canada. And um, I am just curious about one thing. So say if you enter that profession uh, mm. and you want to provide certain services other than just work at a certain place, or say you would like to build a contract with... Mm. Uh, an entity, right? Like a hospital or something. What are the things you should look for in your environment where you are in terms of what people need or what the facility needs or like how, how, how do you find these things or how do you pay attention to these things? So you're asking me how to be a better nurse? No, uh, kind of like... What's the goal how, here though? How to become an entrepreneur in a profession that you chose. You know what I mean? Like if you can provide something other than like some have people you... open up a clinic right or something like that okay so yeah like have you gotten licensed yet like are you doing the job yet or are you still in school no no i'm actually i guess i'm getting ahead of myself uh but i'm close no, that's to fine finishing. that's fine yeah yeah i would i would spend a year two years two years would be sufficient for you to see enough and while you're doing the job for a year to two years look around for opportunities Look where people do things inefficiently. Look where you might be able to offer a solution to a problem. And it doesn't necessarily have to be within your scope or your field of work. You can 
you can steal it from somewhere else. You might take it from an IT company. You might take it from the automotive industry. You see what I'm saying? But while you're doing the job, just don't go through the motions of punching the clock, you know, taking care of the patients, leaving at the end of the day, like, you know, doing the motions, because that's what most people do. Like, that's what plebs do. I mean, if you're actually thinking about, okay, so how do I take advantage of this license of this, you know, this degree, this knowledge that I have and now offer more so I can make more and become more spend, spend the time between, you know, what it is that you're doing when you've got spare time, mm -hmm. thinking about that, keep a notepad, you know, jot down some notes and figure out what your thing will be and leave and then just get it going. Um, look, are you going to be a nurse practitioner or a nurse or a registered nurse? Registered nurse. Yeah, I'd be a. Um, so, I mean, there's there's clinics that uh, make decent money doing IV drips, NAD, vitamin, glutathione, um, phosphocholine drips, um, uh -huh. all kinds of IV work, which I you know which I assume that you can do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You can specialize. Okay, so, yeah. okay, so you've got that as an option. You can offer ancillary services around that with anti-aging. Like anti-aging is big. Like, you know, older people with money don't mm -hmm. want to age. <laughs> they will spend money on not aging. So, Right, because time would, is essential in our life, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's easy for, for rich people to make more money. It's not easy for them to buy more time. So you can sell them more time with health services. You know, mm -hmm. if you know what I'm saying, that's what I would be doing. But work in the field for about a year to two years, see how it all works. You know, look what they do wrong, see what the systems are, the governing bodies, how they monitor whenever they do audits. If there's something going sideways, you know, within a company, if they fuck something up, mm -hmm. like, you know, spend some time in the field so that you understand it, really pay attention. And if you want to get better access, you know, supervisors, managers, owners, whoever say, you know, what can I do to be more useful around here? If you don't have kids, if you don't have a family, you know, spend some extra time, do it on the weekends, see if they can give you extra duties, if they can give you more insight. Like that's how you'll level up. You see what I'm saying? Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It makes up absolutely makes sense because that's what I want to do. Cool. I just want to like pay attention to what's going on in between the lines. And Good for you, well, man. You got a yeah. bright future without thinking. <laughs> Th thank you so much. Thank you for your feedback and love your show. Been paying attention. It's fantastic. Have a good brother. Thanks. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to wrap up on that note. I'm going to be away on vacation next week. I, I'm i going to bring my laptop. So if I have a decent enough connection, maybe I'll do an all Q&A show next Monday night. Um, but I'll make an announcement on social media and I'll let you know um, what it looks like when I get down to where I'm at. Um, so thanks for watching. Leave a comment below. Like button. Subscribe to the channel. Enjoy the outro reel. Check out some of the links and we'll see you guys very soon. All right, guys. If you enjoyed that podcast, make sure you visit my website at richcooper.ca to learn more about my courses, my book, The Unplugged Alpha, community, or booking me for private coaching. Also, if you are a Canadian with $15,000 or more of credit card debt and what you are doing right now isn't paying off the balances, then visit totaldebtfreedom.ca and hit get a free quote to see if you qualify to settle your credit card debt for less than you owe today over the next 48 months. Make sure you check out the top pinned comment on YouTube for all the links mentioned during the show. Peace.